So we pray, as always, come Holy Spirit, come Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, Lord, our hearts, our souls, fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, uh, Mother's Day today, and a national holiday. We have also in the church, this fourth Sunday of Easter is always Good Shepherd Sunday. And in recent years, it's been also the World Day of Prayer for vocations to the consecrated life and the priesthood. And with all the stuff kind of going on in the world, it's like, all right, Lord, like, that's a lot of stuff. Like, what do you want me to preach on, you know? I'm kind of thinking about all of the different things. I say, okay, well, I'm gonna, this will be my homily. And then later it's like, no, this will be my homily. And no, and there's this. And I was like, you got you to gotta figure this out, Jesus. We got we to get this. And I just returned to the scriptures again, in preparing, return to the scriptures again. And this gospel is very short. It's very powerful. Very powerful. And it's very important for us again to pray for an open disposition to be encountering the Lord. In, a, in a, a personal way. That these words are not just an idea that are far away from us, but this is the living God who is alive. The Lord Himself, crucified and risen, Jesus Christ, is alive. And He is alive in His church, and He is alive in the sacraments. He comes to our souls. He speaks in the living word of the scriptures. So what does he say? He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. He knows you. This particular part of the scriptures is just striking my heart. I was, I was like, all the different things that I could, while I was working on these different homilies. Just, he knows you. There are constant temptations in our life all the time, especially in regards to suffering or discouragement. That where the enemy comes to lie to us, he comes to lie to us. The Lord doesn't see you. He doesn't know you. He's not attentive. It's a very easy lie to believe. Very easy. Because again, he just starts pointing to certain things in our life. Like, look, your life has this suffering and this suffering and this suffering. And you see, particularly if you're like, we're looking at social media. Lots of people's lives are almost perfect. Right? Not perfect, but almost perfect out there, right? And so you, 
are forgotten. This is an absolute lie. This is part of the reason why Jesus, right, he was born poor. And in Bethlehem, a place that seemed to be forgotten by the world, seemed to be passed over, that Jesus chose to enter that place as a tangible affirmation that even the smallest of us, even the least of us, those who have sufferings in our life and different manifestations, I see you and I come to you. I see you. And then he speaks to us. So this is one thing to think about, like God's way up there, right? Like, oh, he sees me. Great, okay, that's nice. Makes me feel a little bit better. But he speaks. He says that we right, can hear his voice. And that takes prayer and discernment and walking through, but like the clarity of his voice that we know for sure 100% in the sacred scriptures, in the teaching of the church. If you don't have a catechism, why not? Just truly, why not? It is the clear voice of Christ, the good shepherd, leading us and shepherding us through this world to understand the principles and the truths of how we navigate in this world. The scriptures, the teaching of the church. And then he's calling us even so personally and particularly, and this is why daily prayer is so important and some quiet in our life because there's so many voices and so many noises externally and internally. And it's when we become quiet, we become attentive, praying with the scriptures, that the good shepherd's voice begins to become known to us. It has a different tenor and a different quality to it. And it speaks of his nature. Right? So Good Shepherd Sunday, what is the good shepherd like? Jesus says that he is a shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. But a hired man, when the wolves come, runs away. But our God, again, our God, has offered his life for us while we were sinners. This is the good shepherd. And then he continually speaks the truth to us. And he convicts us, right? Convicts us first of his love. Like, here I am. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We are one. And this is me on the cross for you. And then in the midst of the conviction of his love, then he convicts us of our sin. That's a good thing. Doesn't always feel good. But it is a good thing. Because we need to be healed of our sin. We need to repent of our sin to come back into communion with Jesus or to grow into deeper communion with him. So the good shepherd is merciful. He's compassionate. He's patient. But he's also bold and he is strong and he teaches the truth to us in love. That is Jesus Christ, the perfect image of the Father. And then, right, so connecting this to praying for for vocations to the priesthood and the consecrated life. 
specifically seek around the priesthood. Priests are meant to be, right? We're ordained to be not just an example of the good shepherd, but a sacramental manifestation of Christ the good shepherd. That our minds and hearts, our very being is configured to him so that there is a real tangible experience and encounter with Christ the good shepherd in and through the priest. Just to say that out loud in front of you, I'm like, dang it, man. Got a lot of conversion needs to happen in my life. But it is, it is the truth. And so I'm asking you, pray for me and pray for all of our priests, for our sanctification, our configuration to Jesus, that our hearts would be hearts that would just be united to his, that our minds would be minds that would be united to his, that as we move and live and minister as priests, that it would be more him and less of us. It's still going to be, we're still going to have our personality and all those things, and we're still, we're still sinners, and goodness, we're sinners, and I go to confession really often. Um, but the power, right, the power of the grace of the Lord who can move. And so I ask you to pray, pray, and pray for more priests. Lord, send us shepherds. I'm convinced that I'm standing here today as a priest because people were praying for priests, especially before the Most Holy Eucharist and especially through the rosary. This is not on my radar screen at all, at all. And the Lord just plucked me out and put me here, and I'm like, Lord, you don't understand. Do you know who I am? He's like, yes, I know who you are. I'm like, are you sure about that? Are we sure about this? He's like, I know. I have used bigger fools than you. I'm like, where are they? Where are they? <laughs> but we pray. Come. Pray for priests, sanctification, and more priests in the image and heart of the good shepherd. And then I want to connect this to mothers as well. The gift and the vocation of mother. So mothers actually to share in a deep way in Jesus' heart as the good shepherd. And I could, I could go on for a long time and speak about this. This power and grace in a particular way that mothers have a unique grace. I think women in general um, have a unique grace in their like being created as a woman to be more attentive to the individual person than, than we as men. It's just a general statement. It's not true to every human being, right? We understand this, but, but generally, we have a grace to be more attentive to the individual human person and to lift them up. I know it's been in the 14 years that I've been a priest, we have lots of conversations about the church and the world and ministry and our unique parishes and all of that. And we can be talking about these generalities. And most of the time, it is, it is one of the women on the staff and oftentimes a mother who's like, hey, all right, we're talking about all this, but we need to remember these particular people and this particular person and this unique gift. And I'm like, yes, yes, we do. Thank you. So part of that is a share, right, in Jesus's, his heart of a good shepherd who sees everyone together and each individual person and loving them with his heart. 
And so we pray for a growth, right, in mothers, because none of our mothers are perfect except mine. She's right there. You're great. Love you, Mom. <laughs> for their own sanctification and configuration to the heart of Jesus. We pray for this. And we pray particularly, I think, pray this is like the, the painful heart of women who desire to be mothers and who have not had that experience and not been given that gift of like that being united to, to the sacred heart of Jesus as well and that suffering or, or mothers who have lost children and that suffering, painful and difficult, united to the, the, the crucified and risen heart of Jesus, that he can shine his light, pierce darkness, becomes redemptive. Hard, painful, but redemptive. So wrapping all of this together again this morning. Jesus is our good shepherd. We have a good shepherd who does not leave us alone. He speaks his word in the sacred scriptures. He gives his life to us in the most holy Eucharist and all of the sacraments. He manifests himself in the body of Christ, the church, in different means, in different ways. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let us seek to be more attentive to his voice. His voice that encourages us, his voice that is merciful, his voice that challenges us and convicts us, calls us to repentance, empowers us to, to live our vocation. Let us pray for priests, our configuration to the heart of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, for more priests, for mothers, for fathers, for all. Like, let's move, that we would live and move in him. And I want you to go home this week, and I want you to read and pray with this gospel passage and ask the Lord to know his voice and to follow him. And to see the confidence in this, that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, because suffering will happen to all of us, and at some point, all of us will die that we are, we are held by our good shepherd whose ultimate place that he wants to lead us is to eternal salvation with the Father. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.